who talk about beers, it's a very, very special day for us here in the call room because this is episode 100. Uh, I can assure you that when we start this crazy call room podcast enterprise, there's no way that we thought we were going to get to episode 100. Uh, and I can prove that to you by having a discussion later on today uh, on the podcast with my good friend and co-founder of the podcast, Damien Gibson. Yes, he's going to be in the room with us very shortly. Uh, but before I throw to my other good friends, Travis and Warren, I just want to give you a quick reminder of some of the great events that we have coming up in the call room as we head towards what we hope will be the end of lockdown in Melbourne and Sydney, probably a month or so away. We've got some things to keep you entertained in the meantime. We've got online trivia in a couple of weeks. We've got a visit from Mast Landing in the US. We have uh, Westside Aleworks coming up. And uh, we have our now annual Oktoberfest with our friends from Weinstefan live from Germany. So uh, if you're not already following us on the social medias, please jump onto our Facebook, jump on to our Instagram that way you'll find out all about the fun events we have coming up. And, uh, and it means that I can do things like tell you about free cheese Sunday. I'm not going to do that now on the podcast. You're going to have to follow the social media just to make sure that you see what's going on. A man who I have no doubt as a Melbourne football club fan has had more than enough cheese in his life in the last 24 hours. He must have had one of the biggest cheese boards of any Melbourne fan yesterday as they stormed to their first victory in an AFL grand final in 57 years. Travis Bristos, how are you, mate? Very well, David. How are you? Good, good. Nowhere near as excited and excitable as you must be. Uh, yep, it was, it was awesome to see. It was epic. I drank way too many beers, but still remember what happened. Good, good. Um, which is good, I think. We'll know in a couple of days. <laughs> um, the hangover will hit on Tuesday mm. or sometime around then. Um, yeah, David, we are we are recording our 100th episode. Um, I don't think when Warren and I joined the call room team that uh, we knew we were going to get to episode 100 after lockdowns and all the other crazy stuff that went on throughout 2020. Well, um, I'm certainly not as quickly as we did either. That's the no, other bizarre bit. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's quite epic to think that it's, uh, it's, it's gotten this far. It's, it's yeah. really cool. Um, and with all the fun stuff coming up, we'll probably get to 200 soon enough. Oh, dear God. Oh, please don't jinx us. <laughs> Hello, Warren. <laughs> Hello, Travis. How are you? Have you got some um, Seinfeld Newman thing going yeah, on? Yeah, I was. I, that's why exactly I was going for. So <laughs> thanks for that, David. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. Uh, yeah, Trav, have you watched a replay yet? No, uh, we watched the highlights earlier oh, yeah. today. Yeah. Um, that's all you need to see. You don't need to see the whole game. There were shit parts of the game. Just the highlights. No, those shit parts are what. Well, if you're talking about the when when the doggies like had a crack in the second quarter. That was 
that's what makes that game great because like if the opposition don't throw a punch i.e 20 uh, 2007 then then yeah the this it's not the same like this geelong being st kilda was a much better grand final that toe poke and the, the the like scarlo's toe poke in the last we are we we're getting off we're we've turned we're into a completely podcast. off track yeah we're turning a footy podcast, when did this happen which is this great is yeah, not... yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's like three guys and and like a whole a whole bunch of cups now that, that melbourne won one <laughs> well, well <laughs> we're gonna, we've just gone a whole we've just turned a bit, yeah, we're, completely we're stealing, different corner there Warren. Um, Will Anderson's podcast. speaking of three guys that's a good segue to introduce demo oh. into the mix uh so we are foursome today guys Damo, um, welcome back to the Corin. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations um, on the on the hundred episodes of the Corin. It feels a bit like a, <laughs> this is your life all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David, Warren, to you Travis, <laughs> do you recognise this voice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At any point in time, someone's going to pop into this Zoom room. Um, <laughs> I I sat down the other night to work out how many episodes you and David did together and then mm-hmm. and then sort of how many episodes was the flow on from from when you left us and and Warren and I sort of stepped in uh, and there were actually a little bit of crossover there cuz around about episode 28 I think it was which was the number that I could come up with of episodes mm-hmm. that you and David did together yeah. and I think episode 29 um was throughout the first lockdown last year where uh, you, David, and I did an episode together. We did. Mm. That's right. Um, and then we uh, – and then the, the lineup sort of changed. There was an episode with with David and Warren, and then we started our first um, virtual Meet the Brewer, which was Venom. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, which put us on about episode 31, I think. And then, so we pretty much got from episode 31 to episode 100 hmm. um, in a little over a year sort of thing. Yeah, wow. Pretty much. Yeah, probably 18 yeah. months now, but yeah, yeah. that'd be about right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it only took David and I, was it seven and a half years to get to 28 episodes? You guys are, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are working out pretty quick well, rate there. Well, in, in terms of anniversary type things what i didn't realize but i've been reminded of in the last 20 minutes is that it is our three-year birthday yesterday slash today i was Um, just about to say that yeah really absolutely because i just got the email from podbean saying we've debited this amount of money from your account (laughs) and it's like oh that must and so i genuinely i knew it was around this time of year but i genuinely lost track so um, your three wow. pilot episodes that you did, they they went live on yeah the twenty fifth of September twenty eighteen. Oh, wow, I forgot about that. Why did we do three pilots? Because we couldn't find any guests. <laughs> no one was going to come on the show. I think was the main. We wanted to keep producing content, and no one was coming on. So let's do another pilot. Yeah, a lot of strange decisions. I think things are running a lot more smoothly these days without me around. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you, you clearly haven't been in, in the call room enough of late. Yeah, you, 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 haven't, you haven't seen what goes uh, that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, for 70 episodes, I haven't been, so, <laughs> I haven't been around. I reckon this is a good time. I, I, I reckon the listeners out there, um, as well as probably Warren and I, uh, we'd love to hear Damo and David's take on on how did it all come about? 
what made you two sit down one day and go, we're going to do a beer podcast? I don't think uh, we were sitting down in the day. I'd say that's that's my main business. I think this was a nighttime conversation. Yeah, it was one of those continuing. So David and I were, I was working for David uh, before we started the podcast at uh, Mr. Griffiths in uh, Kensington. And we would do the late shifts together a lot. And it was just one of those continuing sort of friend conversations where, because we were doing a, a sort of part-time wrestling, pro wrestling podcast that we would do sort of when we felt like it, whenever we felt like having a beer on a Sunday, we would sit down, record a podcast, put it out. Um, and so this this sort of uh, idea of doing a podcast about something came up and then it sort of morphed into beer because David had a lot of expertise with, with, the, with craft beer and I knew nothing. Like I was learning on the job at, at Mr. Griffiths. So that was kind of the, I think that was the germ of the idea of having sort of an expert and a, and a almost like a member of the public co-host a, a podcast about beer and sort of interview brewers and, and barmen. And then I think I kind of threw in the idea of comedians and musicians and stuff just because I knew them. And it, we, yeah, it was kind of a bullshit thing of like, oh, well, we can get a comedian and get them to talk about beer. But really, it was about trying to get guests. But that was the initial idea, right? Am I misremembering? I feel like that's... Yeah, I reckon that's, I reckon that's pretty right. I, I have a sort of a reasonably distinct memory amongst all of the sort of, you know, general, as you say, we should do these type of conversations of going to the Three Crowns one night and sort of having a... Mm. Yeah, no, no, we're going to do this. So I can sort of quite distinctly, I don't have distinct memories of everything by any means. Um, well, anything in my life. <laughs> but, but that bit, I can sort of remember that sort of conversation of going there and going, yeah, you know what, if we're going to do it, you know, we need to sort of be organised. And a bit like we were chatting before the show about, you know, having question sheets and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Just sort of bringing a level of professionalism, even if it looked like a complete shambles out the front. <laughs> yeah. And then sort of, I think the first sort of 10-ish episodes, 15 episodes, there's no real rhyme or reason to the guests that we had. It was just sort of who were mates that were available, who had some sort of, you know, were kind of in the orbit of beer. Uh, and then I think we sort of started to get a few half-decent uh, beer industry or, you know, alcohol industry guests. And yeah. then you guys have obviously kicked it up again with the virtual meet the brewers and... Um. Um, the, yeah. the the first guest you had on after your pilot was Adam Betts from Edge mm, at the time. That's right, yeah. Um, but then sort of looking back over the episodes, things sort of changed. You had the second episode was Steve from Tallboy and Moose and then you kind of mm -hmm. went off on a bit of a tangent. You had uh, you had Dan Hall on. Um, you had uh, Lee Caban on who was a comedian, I think. Yeah, Lee Caban. Yeah. 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 It's where we just chew through Damo's little black book of mates kind of. And then you get to what is listed as episode nine, and that's the first time you've got Warren Wu on mm. the podcast. Yeah. So that was January of 2019. And then a couple of episodes after that, which is episode 11, which was Gab's hottest 100 day on Australia Day. <laughs> that that's the first that time I made an appearance. Day. And I oh, listened yeah. back to it the other day. And shit, did I sound drunk that day. <laughs> yeah. um, you weren't the only one drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that day as being hideously hot. We up were in that upstairs. little room we used to use above the pub. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're, we're in one of the rooms upstairs and it was an absolute 
stinker of a day. We had the idea because uh, David had his pub by that stage, the Royal Mail, and we had the I think we both had this romanticized idea that we would build a studio above the yeah. pub. <laughs> but at that stage, it was literally just a, a table with some old high school chairs. No air conditioning, no air circulation whatsoever. That what? that Quirbs so episode ever. that we did with Lee Quirbin, yeah, uh, all three of us were really hungover, and it was a, a hot Sunday morning. I think it was already about thirty degrees by the time Quirbs showed up at like eleven o'clock to do an eleven a.m. You know, we thought, oh, we'll do that, and then we're all yeah, it's well, the we had hottest I've ever been. Open. Yeah, we did it, but yeah, before the pub opened, that's right. Yeah. Does my memory serve me correct that there was also a sheet hanging in the window of that room? After a while, there was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, we might was... have put that up just. We might have put that up just for you guys for that special <laughs> episode. Um, I remember terrible. putting episodes without the sheet being there. <laughs> I can only imagine because Dan, we interviewed Dan Hall up there as well. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> come up to our studio. <laughs> but the weird thing is that in terms of sort of, you know, friends of the podcast, when we do a shout out to, you know, Ian McNally and his various uh, podcasts, including The Chosen Brew, uh, he came in one night and you and, and borrowed the podcast recording studio, which, Dan, I can't remember if you were in the pub that night or not. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure he came in <laughs> going, oh, this would be fantastic. Can it... Um, it wasn't fantastic. <laughs> it was such a letdown. But we should have had a video recorder on everyone's face when we dragged them into the studio just to see what, what the reaction <laughs> was. But in fairness, that was the least disturbing thing that ever, of any of the rooms upstairs at any time. And Damo, I do include your bedroom That's, in that yeah, discussion. No, fair enough. <laughs> post that uh, Gab Sodus 100 day, though, that's when you, the stride sort of changed, I think, and you really got the beer nerds involved like you went from that gab's hottest 100 episode that i was on to like emily day the next week and then uh tom and sam from fixation and then jane from two birds um joel from venom then you got deeds and leanne from pine oak mm. beer and wine uh and then you and then episode 20 rolls around and you hit uh the first anniversary special um, where you two, I actually listened back to some of this. <laughs> if you go back and listen to it, it literally just sounds probably like this episode's going to sound. <laughs> we don't really have any clue what we're doing. <laughs> what we're talking what? about. What? With that, I, I was just going to say, I think the reason why um, Dave took over more of the booking and why we were concentrating on those kind of guests is that when we got our mates in, whether they were comedians or whatever, um, except for people who were really into it, like Warren, for example, it wasn't much of a conversation because there's only so many times that someone can say, yeah, I like beer. You know, we, mm. we had all these, com- like the questions were sort of like, oh, tell us about the first time you got drunk. And sometimes you'd, you'd get a good story, but a lot of the time you wouldn't. So it kind of, from a content point of view, it was just better when you were talking to people about the industry and about beer because they were passionate about it. And that would pop when you listen to those episodes rather than just sort of dragging a poor mate of yours down to the, recording studio in inverted commas at 11 a.m on a sunday morning to talk about beer when the last thing they want to do is talk about beer because they drank seven thousand of them the night before (laughs) and i reckon as well that that first anniversary one 
was again just about creating content. Like we hadn't put out an episode in a month, and it was like, yeah, oh, bloody hell, we better just put something out. What, got any guests? No. Oh well, I guess we'll. <laughs> I, really I guess I'll it. come up to your room, Damo, and we'll sit around and have a beer and. <laughs> Talk about talk the about. last year of podcasting for anyone who missed it. I mean, that's hilarious in itself. The grand first anniversary episode, episode 20. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't and make any sense. It's not bi-weekly. It's not monthly. It's not. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, some 15-year-old pop star writing their autobiography at that stage. You know, just, <laughs> oh, I've got such a life to tell about. So from, from that first anniversary there's only four episodes from the first anniversary through to the second gab's hottest 100 which was january end january 2020 mm. um and i know that i remember that day very vividly because i didn't go to the royal mail that day we were up in wood end seeing alton john and it was the last live concert i've been to <laughs> which is kind of crazy to think and so only four episodes between first anniversary to, to gabs and then it kind of went a bit more frequent after that like it's um after that that 2020 gabs before we hit sort of covid times and ended up in in lockdown damo you're still still around for um for joel bateman and uh and brendan monkey from uh where's brendan i feel like he- oh, monkey brendan uh, yeah, Colin, yeah, yeah. He, well, he, that's another one of those like friends who like has sort of worked in and around. He's worked for uh, Jerome Barazio, who uh, owned Saint Jerome's and Sister Bella's, and uh, but again, I mean that conversation. As much as I love Monkey, that conversation kind of just turned into Monkey and I reminiscing about Saint Jerome's. <laughs> so yeah. if it was anyone, if anyone loves Saint Jerome's, they would love that episode. But that's about a thousand people in Melbourne. You know, so. and and a whole bunch of that thousand who don't want to remember. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Well, I mean, it was around that time that I actually stopped drinking, so that would probably explain that I decided to take a little break from drinking. So I think maybe like, <laughs> and that's that's actually inter- interesting. You said that, Damien, because it's it Brendan's episode, then Joel Bateman, um, and then we're on episode twenty-eight, which was the episode that. Uh, the three of us recorded, which was the beginning of the lockdown. Um, and then I think that was your last episode because the next that episode after been, that yeah. was David and I doing uh, Tom Streeter from the Prince Alfred. And that was when we were smack bang in lockdown because, David, you had sold kegs to Tom and we used that as sort of the backbone of that episode, I think, from memory. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, as much as anything else, it was just about sort of giving them a plug because they'd got me out of a tricky spot by having kegs I couldn't get rid of. So I think it was just sort of repaying that little favour a bit. I've got to say as well that I think with some of those gaps, it was because early on we did have sort of more of a yeah, a genuinely deliberate policy of having a season and then a break. Uh, you know, so oh, yeah, we sort of we do did, 10 yeah, episodes and then have a break. My memory of that was that, me, that was sort of pretty organised. That's true. I had actually forgotten about that. So now that we've kind of we're up to that that ending point of Damo and David, and we've brought in Travis and Warren. Damo, mm. what was your favourite episode? What was your favourite chat? Who who's the one that sort of stands out to you? I, I think that that episode that we did with 
uh, Lake Quirvin Quirves, even though it wasn't a brewer, we just, it was just a lot of, it was just hilarious. It was just so much fun. I distinctly, will, there are times where I'll remember that chat just off the bat, just walking around. <laughs> and also the ridiculousness of it. It was, it would have been 50 degrees in that room. And no one said, everyone was too polite to say anything. And then we got halfway through it and paused. And someone was like, is it a bit hot in here? And then we just opened the door and stayed in there. We didn't move the recording or anything like that. Um, I remember the conversation with Warren. That was another good episode as well. Like, I remember when we hit yeah. uh, stop on that. I was like, oh, that was great. That was a great chat. For me personally, all the episodes that where I wasn't speaking to someone that I didn't already know was always a bit um, nerve-wracking, but I, I learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot about uh, brewing processes and, and, you know, how to look for or, you know, look for different types of tastes and stuff in beers. So I I think um, I'm completely blanking on the guys in Flemington. Who are the brewers in Flemington? Uh, Bonehead. 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 As far as brewers are concerned, uh, are Trap String and Bonehead beer right Oh, now? the 18 one. Uh, yeah, we had a great episode with them as well, the first episode we did with them, which I think the quality of sound is probably not great on that for some reason, if I remember. Yeah. But for us personally, that was a great morning. I mean, we started, I think we opened beers at 10 a.m. on a oh, Monday yeah. or something ridiculous. Like I that. remember listening to that episode and it sounded like, yeah, it was, it was, it sounds good fun. It does sound, yeah. I think you're, you're right. When you, it pops. Yeah, Damo, I think you're you're very right. And that one, I think that one popped. That one, that one was fun when well, listening those, back. Yeah, those guys are, are really funny. I mean, they're really funny dudes and tell really good stories. So with that, I mean, you guys would know that as well from doing the 70 episodes. You don't, unless you've interviewed the person before, you don't really know what you're going to get until you press record. And then sort of five to 10 minutes into the episode, you start to get a gauge. Like, oh, this is a good one. You just yeah. sort of relax. And mm. But if you've got a guest that can tell stories and, crack jokes and the majority of your job's done you've just got to ask a question then sit back and sip the beer that they've given you it's a yeah. pretty sweet gig yeah don't don't tell them our secrets oh, i mean uh, <laughs> no it's really hard guys we, 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 <laughs> even the other night like, when we had white bay on i can't remember it was like one of the early questions and one of, one of the guys from white bay uh, might have been Dennis just sort of said, oh, you know, we take pride in being Sydney's most inefficient brewery. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, this episode's going to be okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You guys know exactly what this is about. Yeah, if um, someone takes the piss out of themselves in the first five minutes, then you're usually guaranteed to have a pretty good time. You know? And to be fair to pretty much everyone that we, that Dave and I did the podcast with, everyone was always really generous not only with their time, but also like you know, got into the spirit of the podcast as well. Because mm. it's never been a super serious podcast in the sense of, you know, for, I don't know, there was always, with David and I, there was always going to be a little bit of mucking around and you guys, you know, kept that up as well. So I, I think that's one of the key elements to the core room podcast is that we tr we don't take ourselves too seriously, do do we guys? And that, that theme of it all has continued even after Damo left. Um, yeah. We're equally as shit as Damo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Or maybe we're a little bit more shit. Let's go with the first take. <laughs> we, we know, Damo, that, um, that David's not the most tech-savvy person on the planet when it comes to audio recording and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
where did your audio, did you have any audio recording skills before you started podcasting or were you just thrown in because David didn't want to do the editing? No. Well, to be fair, I'd done about two years of this wrestling podcast I was talking about, but every, like all of it, any sound production that I've learned, which is still very minimal, is, has come from hours of why the fuck is that not working? And then YouTubing and reading forums like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Give me the answer. That kind of manic <laughs> trying to work things out on the fly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, that was the other thing as well. I, I've just bought a whole bunch of um, sort of portable recording equipment. So I've just bought a little Tascam oh, digital wow. recorder and, and, the, you know, if I'd bought one of these at the beginning of <laughs> recording day, I could have just carried our studio around in my pocket. I used to carry this suitcase around. You guys oh, yeah. have seen it. This suitcase around with like a <laughs> had a mixing board in it, like four microphone arms, uh, <laughs> four microphones, it, but, all these cables. Like because it was because about fifteen Damon. kilos of equipment that I would carry around on the train because I don't drive. It, so it just looked like this manic. Psycho traveling oh, uh, up and down the Craigie Burn line with all this. Yeah, I really equipment. do remember that trip, that first one we did, <laughs> the first outside broadcast that we did at Tallboy and Moose, mm. where we caught the wrong train mm. together because we're such smart people, and then had to walk across most of Preston on a thirty-five degree day. I didn't even think we we're coming from Kensington area to Preston in Melbourne and just caught the complete wrong, wrong train line. Yeah. So got off and then realised we had a 40-minute walk to Tallboy and Moose. And, again, the, all of these are in January, so it was like a 36-degree day. And I was a bigger man then than I, than I am now. And I sweated. I was sweating the whole time I was there. Like, just the, like I'd been on a four-day bender, which is probably what had happened. Uh, and then just arrived at this poor guy's place of business panting and sweating dragging all these microphones out of a 40 year old suitcase like just <laughs> ridiculous and then demo left and then we were doing them all in the zoom rooms and we didn't have to cut that stuff. yeah we didn't no, go no. anywhere <laughs> how, how nasty is that um, i was actually saying <laughs> the comfort of our own homes i was saying to someone the other day since i joined the lineup of the core room i think we've only done maybe five maybe six if we're lucky episodes where we've actually been in the, all in the same place at the same time no, and six has probably been be pretty than, generous really oh, yeah, i think it's I less i reckon we've done two like so there was there was hopheads in yarraville yep and that was just after we got the uh the the fancy roadcaster yeah yeah um, what are we podcast you, machine you, where i thought we we're going to be going out and about and we're going to be recording podcasts in bars and pubs and then we ended up back in a lockdown and that never, yeah. never happened. We did do a few at the pub, but even then I did sort of yes. lost track a little bit about how many of us were always physically together for those ones. Did we? I can't even remember. Yeah, I reckon you guys might have done a couple, but I, yeah, I, I, I there was the, even, yeah. There was the episode with Chur. Mm. Um, where, which, which I think if memory serves me correct, was the last one we recorded in the pub. Um before David, you vacated the pub where we had uh, Mr. Ian McNally as the Oh, that's right. Yes. Host. And, I, th- and mm. I was on, yeah, I'd, I zoomed in on that one. Yeah, yeah. you were on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I don't think we recorded another one 
out in the world together until hopheads. Mm. And just to kind of swing around from that, like Damo, the thing that Damo picked up and showed to that he could record on now if he wanted to looked pretty much like a taser. So you know, it's yeah, it's, it's anyone a, yeah. who's into recording equipment, the Tascam taser. It's yeah. um, it's it's without giving him too big a, a plug. It's pretty much the same thing that McNally records yeah. the chosen brew on. Um, yeah, it's. I think we've, we've spoken about that man far too much today. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember um, such a serious podcast. Oh, such actually, a I just thought podcast. of something, guys. We've actually recorded another episode out and about when we went to Gabs this year. Oh, yes, I forgot about that one. Yeah, when so we're up to I, three. I carried three microphones and a mixing desk yeah. in um, in a satchel bag across my shoulder yeah. uh, and plugged it into a, into a USB power bank, and it worked geniusly. I, yeah. I was so concerned that day that we were going to get about half an hour of recording and the power bank was going to go flat on me. Mm. Um, I got home that night and the power bank still had like three lights out of the five on it. I went, that's brilliant. Like, it's- yeah. mm. There it's you go, Damo. Recording here. I'm interested to know what, so in in the recording world, that's a very, there is a very impressive bright red microphone you're talking into. Yeah, what what are your projects now? What are you currently doing? What are you what are you what are you pushing out in the world? Uh, well, just start. So I think um, it's interesting, like talking about the cool room because the especially early on, and you can tell who my guests are, and it's like a comedian, a comedian, a musician, a comedian. So I'm essentially doing a similar sort of thing as the cool room, but with that. So it's a podcast called Agents of Narrative. Um, and the plan was to go to where they are and interview them, hence the TASCAM DR40 and all that kind of thing. But it just hasn't, um, we've been locked down for the last couple of months, so I haven't been able to do that. So in its place, I've just been doing a sort of review episode, so reviewing music that's come out, whatever, essentially what I've heard and seen and read that month. Cool. So. I think I'll keep that format. There'll be one episode of that a month and one interview episode a month because it was just going to be a monthly um, podcast. Yep. But that's essentially what I'm that's what I'm doing. So you can hear awesome. the review podcast at the moment if you go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, type in Agents of Narrative, you'll be able to hear that. Uh, the interview pod, the interview side of it, I don't know. I don't know when that's going to happen. Mm. Um, nice. I've got all the I've got all the guests lined up. It's just you know every month we. I send out, you know, 10 text messages going next month, question mark. <laughs> Thankfully, they all keep texting back and saying, yeah. And um, yeah, well. Hopefully after October. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so too. And then uh, and then soon it's, the- it's, a, it's all skip into March and April and then comedy festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully, hopefully some people will listen to it and then I can use that as some cachet to interview other people but um yeah i'm still doing it i still love podcasting i mean i listen to i'm in a position at the moment where i i basically am writing full-time um and studying full-time so i'm listening i listen to eight to ten hours of podcasts a day sometimes so um yeah i love it i love i love the art form i love the fact that you guys are still doing it um because i think it's it's important if you can use it to help build communities, which is what you guys do with this podcast, it's that's a really important thing. That's a really important, like it's fun to do, but it's also, you know, not to be too wanky about it, but it's a, it's a service that you give mm. people, you know? Yeah. You, and 
and I, I was I was going to bring this this up as we I mean, sort of went, went on a bit, but um, that com- that community thing and and putting the names of the beers out there, we've had a couple of the the meet the brewers where some of the listener base didn't even know that that a particular brewery even existed. Yeah. Um, sort of case in point would be Golden Hills, who yeah, um, came on came on board uh, last year for their first one, and we got them back this year. Um, David, we'll get on to talking about the virtual meet the brewers in a minute, but from those early days, what was your favorite episode? Oh, look, there were, there were lots of them and for different reasons, which is a very unhelpful answer. I realize it's what I, what I excel in. Um, I can remember sort of going out and doing those sort of early ones like at Tallboy and Moose and just sort of that little bit of sort of fake it till you make it kind kind of thing of we must look like we're professional and know what we're doing and that this is still part of a grand plan which it just clearly wasn't it was just a couple of us rocking up and you know on a Sunday afternoon sort of having a, a pleasant afternoon but trying to pretend that oh no this is you know this is something more than that uh, and I have very fond memories very very fond memories of the first one that we did I can't remember it was the first episode of series two or the last of series one where we went out to Moondog World when it was just sort of being, it wasn't even built, it was just a completely empty shell and they were having the uh, MCW wrestling out there that night. And we sort of did this interview, we got to interview wrestlers, which for wrestling geeks like Damo and I was fun and at least for me, intimidating. <laughs> like terrifying, was... absolutely terrifying. <laughs> the people who interview pro wrestlers and stay calm and in the face of it keep asking questions are the stars of the show. Because I broke down in about three seconds as soon as the wrestler started yelling at me. I was like, oh, oh, okay, whatever you want, Mr. Lovelocks. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was Loverboy and Lockie Hendricks. And I that's think right, Loverboy and Lockie Hendricks. We did something like, I think we said, I know you're looking forward to enjoying some tasty Moondog beers at the end of this. Just like, you know, completely sort of innocent, uh, let's just plug the brewery kind of thing. And he's going, why would I want to drink the terrible swill that this place produces? Because, you know, he was in bad guy wrestler mode. And Dave and I went, ah, we haven't got any questions. We had nothing. We had no follow-up. It was just like, so he just filled for us, basically. Just the ultimate professional. Just did the rest of the interview with both of us going completely silent. If you go back and listen to that episode, you'll be able to hear that both of us, we're looking at each other basically like, help and the other one's like i'm i got nothing man this guy's terrifying (laughs) and of course one of the reasons why that was fun for me is that you know that then led into doing the wrestling youtube show out of the pub which was just Mm. completely unexpected i remember you know andy coin just sort of emailing me one day and saying oh david you know we're looking to you know do this sort of wrestling show could we do it at the pub and it was like yeah, no worries, mate. And then he sort of sent through a, a run sheet for it and my name kept on appearing on doing interviews and stuff. And it was a bit like, oh, mate, I think there must be some sort of thing, something wrong with your computer because it kept on putting my name in to be one of the hosts on this. And I was like, oh, you know, that was the idea. And it's like, and talk about fake it until you make it. It was like, sure, <laughs> no worries, mate. <laughs> and then it just got more insane from there of, you know, people carrying bar stuff down Spencer Street on their backs to shove them in the in the bins on the road or whatever else. <laughs> yeah, that the, was a fun night. By the time we entered lockdown in, I almost said 2021. It was actually 2020 when we entered the first lockdown. 1972. <laughs> yes. yeah. 
What is time? Um, David, you came up with this crazy notion of inviting brewers on and selling beer packs and doing these virtual meet the brewers. And the first one was episode 35 Mm. with, with Venom. Did... Was this something that you came up with? Did you ever envision this actually happening at the pub at any point? Or was it always just, we're in a lockdown, let's do this? Uh, talk about things that I have genuinely no memory. I, I don't remember the bit where it was like, oh, we should sell the beer and stuff like that. I, I certainly just have no memory of that bit, which is, you know, perhaps, the, you know, apart from actually pressing go the first time you know, the, the key moment. And I can remember sort of going out and doing deliveries, particularly with you, Warren, and, you know, talking about it, but it was a week-to-week kind of exercise at that stage with with absolutely sort of no clear agenda to it. And I don't even remember exactly why Joel first, other than that he probably had beer. And, you know, was it certainly there was an element to the podcast that had always been about promoting the club at the club, the pub, having, you know, a guest on with the view to having their beer on tap the following month or something like that. That was always part of it, but nothing like sort of doing the interviews. And, and I'm sure Damo would say, but I think for all of us, the, the notion of doing stuff over Zoom just had never occurred to me at any stage. So, you know, I guess we'd, you know, we'd sort of spoken in the early days, but wouldn't it be really great if we could go to Sydney one weekend and we could just, you know, maybe go and visit four or five breweries and cram in a whole lot of stuff like that. You know, that was sort of how we were thinking interviews would be done, not, oh, we should just get them on the buddy phone or on the Zooms and and we could do over, the idea of having overseas breweries, just completely, completely not on the books at all. Yeah, and that's, I think that's kind of, yeah, that's an accidental magic, which is, which is a good, like, Screw it. There's this technology and it's accelerated because of like something that's pretty, pretty full on and, and crap or shit. Um, Travis, you look like you're about to ask an actual question. Are you I, gonna- I'm, I'm interested to know if you guys know the answer to this. So Warren and David, the three of us have been doing the online meet the brewers since that episode 35 with Venom. Um, do you guys know how many brewers how many virtual meet the brewers we've actually done? I don't really. I mean, I guess it must be 50 or so. Oh, interesting. Warren, would you like to have a stab at this? Yeah, I'd, I'd reckon it's a majority of the ones that we've done. So, yeah, I reckon about half of them. Yeah, I'd say 50. Yeah, 50. There you go. We have had on 42 breweries. Oh, there you go. Some of those are double ups, obviously, because yeah, right. we've so had, had few, yeah. Golden Hills and, and a few others that have, that have come back. Uh, but up to the hundredth episode, um, yeah, forty-two of them have been virtual meet the brewer episodes. Mm. Yeah, no wonder it feels yeah. like I've carried a lot of beer around the suburbs of Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the when we had last Seren on and me going out to pick up the mm. beer from their brewery, not really thinking about how the weight of that beer was going to go in the back of my Mitsubishi Lancer. And I've, I've still got a photo <laughs> on my phone where the car is just like sitting on the wheels because there's so much beer in there. And <laughs> it, uh, yeah, there was a lot of beer. Yeah. And the, it's not like now where, where a lot of the beers are, are cans and that's, that's still a lot of weight. 
But yeah, La Serena, someone who used champagne bottles. Interestingly enough, Warren, out of all the breweries we've had on, there's only a very few of them that were supplied in glass. Um, obviously, La Serena was one. Uh, Watts River was another. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Vine Stefan was another. But I'm from memory, I think they're the only three that pretty much everything came in bottles, yeah. Yeah, there is a bit of cause and effect in all of that, I've got to say. Oh, yes. Just that yeah. doing the glass is just that much harder. Yeah. That's, yeah, um, for David's back, I think is the, is the predominant reason. And I'm quite happy with that reason. And, <laughs> and like, and, and it's surprisingly coincided with the shift in the industry, like going out into the greater world now from, from the four of us and then into, into like beer world. Um, yeah. The change that's happened, particularly in the, the, the Melbourne craft beer scene or the Australian craft beer scene with cans is yeah we've we've kind of been around for that. That's part of our mm. our thing. So Damo, before we obviously you you left us before uh, we started those virtual meet the brewers, mm. um, and I we we don't have to touch on this, but I think it's re- quite an interesting thing. You mm. made a decision to to stop doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Are you happy to talk? through that time, as in, how did that all come about? Uh, Well, I (laughs) personally, I'd gotten to a point where uh, carrying on drinking was just not tenable. Um, And so I'd already made that decision and and kept doing the podcast for a little bit, but I just personally felt like a fraud because we were having brewers on and we were talking about their delicious beers. And it was literally saying things like, oh, yeah, it's delicious, you know, and I hadn't had a drink for four months or whatever it was at that stage. Um, and so it just got to the point where I said to David, look, I just don't, you got other guys that you can do this with. And I, I don't, you know, it just feels like I'm lying to the people who are listening, you know, because I kind of was a little bit. I mean, it's not that bad, but, um, yeah, so it was just, you know, my personal circumstances had changed. And it, it just didn't feel, you know, there was also the, the idea of like going into breweries and, you know, because sometimes you have a big drink up and stuff and I would have just been, you know, at some point I would have had to have said, oh, I don't drink, you know, and it just felt a bit strange to have a co-host of a beer podcast who doesn't drink. There's only so many uh, NA beers you can have, right? You know, and the listeners aren't really that interested in hearing about what they taste like anyway. On that uh, note, did you uh, did you enjoy the non-alcoholic beer that you and I have been using yes. away at during? I, I really, yeah, I really did. How do you pronounce it? Uun Uun IPA. My yeah, name? I have no idea. I was looking at the name of the Curvider. Um, cheaper by miles. There you go. Before you think I really left out for you, Damo. I'm sorry if I... <laughs> no, no, well, it tastes fantastic. It genuinely tastes like an IPA. Is that so. the same place you get your cheese from, David? It is absolutely the same place that we get the cheese, the free cheese Sunday from. I got oh. some very nice cheese. As the well. other, so the other day they had... I've got to say the rider's a lot better than it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> they have a cheese that's normally 200 bucks a kilo that was 20 bucks for three kilos, but you had to eat it within a week. So I'd never heard of this place till you started buying cheese from it. I'm like, how have I never heard of this place? I feel like we've now given them a shout out and they need to hook us up with some free cheese. Well, it's <laughs> close to free to begin with. 
what what is the, what is the story behind this? I keep seeing your social media is about it. But what's going on with this cheese place? Well, it was like one day Blakey and I went down it there. It's a shop, have... right? It's not a dumpster. <laughs> Yeah, it's a dumpster with like a banner just wrapped around it. It's a so no offense to any dumpster divers who might be listening. No, 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 because yeah, it's a very honourable way to to get mm-hmm. sustenance. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't know about I dairy products, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so it's this it's this shop, but you've where you have to buy these massive. It's a bit like, but probably is where Costco cheeses go to. Well, I was going to say go to die, but you know. They're all within date, but they've literally got four or five days on them, and they're they're a couple of kilos worth of a of a cheese. Right. And so you you sort of got to commit to it. And I so I put on my Facebook one afternoon. You know, who wants some cheese? And everyone was sort of like, oh no, I don't know, maybe or maybe not. And it's like, oh bugger it, why don't I just go and buy this cheese and then just give it away? And it's a, it sounds like a simple enough idea. And Jen was out for a walk with Blakey or something and came home. And I like I had 10 orders backed up. I had notes as to what had to go where. Bits <laughs> of cheese going everywhere. And it was just, it just triggered this explosion of the beer. Most buying. David story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> That's exactly it, David. It's a David story. <laughs> It's like no one's no one's really going to be into this. Within two hours, it started a yeah. cheese vending That's stall, it. and <laughs> and ends with cheese stall, and then <laughs> ends with and then and that's how I became a councillor in, Mel- yeah. in the city of Melbourne. That's how I became the cheese king of Flemington. <laughs> well, I do remember back in Chicago. you might remember Damo that when Mr Griffiths made it into the. I was. I can't remember. It was broadsheet or time out. It might have been broadsheet. They came out and did this photo shoot, and then they'd recycle cool. it, you know, monthly for something or other. Like you know, best bar, best new bar, best craft mm. beer. Then it was best cheese shops in Melbourne because we were <laughs> like a poutine restaurant, and so we were ranked as Melbourne's number two cheese shop. Yeah. I can only imagine how much it must have irritated anyone who ran. A proper cheese shop. A proper shop. cheese shop. Yeah, well, yeah. Rob was making his own cheese, I suppose. Oh, that's absolutely right, but it was such a stretching <laughs> the definition of what a cheese shop is. Yeah. Um, D- Damo, did you uh, do you ever go back and, and listen to uh, the episodes post your exit? I have, I have listened to a couple, yeah, but not as many as I should. I feel really guilty now sitting here and joining in the revelry. <laughs> Does your internal monologue just like rate them as you're listening to them on production qualities and just <laughs> no, not at all. talk back no. radio style? No, no, no. It just feels like, because I know the three of you guys, so it just feels like you're hanging out with friends. I think that's the strength of the, the podcast. And you guys know your stuff as well. That's the other thing as well. For me, I didn't, I don't know anywhere near, near as much as any of you guys do about beer so like well, the difference glad- in the difference in expertise <laughs> compared oh to when God. i was hosting the, the i'm podcast glad we're ex- fooling you <laughs> that's important i'm glad, I'm glad you're, you're sucked in that's that's awesome like- oh, I, well, you're doing a good job then because i i would just do a lot of uh you know like cutaway talking head type things of like hmm mm, yeah mm, hops <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? I knew hops, brewing process. There's about three or four buzz terms that I would throw in, let David ask all the brewing questions. No, but, but I, there's, there's, often great... I, there's often the times that I'll ask the, 
So just imagine that there's someone who does who's new to craft brewing who's listening for the first time. How would you explain? <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, that's me." Thank God David asked that because I had no fucking idea what that was. And like, what's sugar? Yeah, <laughs> I, I never want to commence with. Imagine I imagine I'm the most naive, unknowledgeable person in the world, which is why yeah. you agreed to be on this podcast. And the hops go. In the beer, <laughs> I feel like they were the questions that I was asking. You know I feel I mean? like we're giving away all our secrets. <laughs> no, this is me. That's not what you guys sound like at all. It, it's I see. You know, I will check in and I see, like I, you know, I'll see the meet the brewers and how many people are on, and, and it's that's an amazing thing. When David and I always worked together, it was really nice to have a sense of community around the bars that David and Rob ran, ran and the pub that David ran later on. It's really important to have those things. And I think for you guys to continue to do that throughout lockdowns and stuff would have been really important to a lot of different people. So it's it's not only is the podcast better than it was when I was on it, you guys are doing that as well. And I think it's really important. And I, I so well I, done. I, we kind of touched on that community thing before. Um, we, I, I'm, and probably by no, we haven't necessarily, we're not sort of tooting our own horn on this, I don't think, and you guys will probably agree with me on this, but we've built a community where a lot of those people that come into the Zoom room on a Thursday night are the same people, those people that are mm. buying the beer packs every week. Yeah. Um, you know, David could turn around and put four beer packs in my car and go deliver them to these people, and I'm at a point where I don't even need to look at the map anymore because I just know where <laughs> these people live. Um We've we know built where that. You live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why they keep on coming back because this is a new log line to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking up on their, on their porch one day, just going, "Why the fuck didn't you order? Yeah. Where, where's your order?" We haven't seen you around the cool room, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Um, out of the out of the episodes that you've done, Warren, what uh, what's been your highlight? What's your favorite episode we've done? Um, oh, good question, but one that doesn't really have an answer. I think they all, they all, they're, they're all really, they're, they're all kind of interesting in all their own different ways. I think meeting the people who are making something and finding out why they're making something is all interesting in its own right. You know, it's like, they're all, they're all, they're all kind of crazy and weird. And even, and even like, even the episodes which we which we kind of struggled with. So so an example would be, um, oh who who's the one who brewed the Metallica beer, David? I forgot. Oh, this, uh, Kaiju. Yeah, Kai, like even Kaiju when that was just a bit. You you could tell like this was right in the deep end of of um, lockdown, and he was and he was on by himself, and you could tell he was just a bit drained. Uh, and not because they were because they, they were still doing their thing, but he was just working a ton. Like even that to see see someone and listen to them and kind of just be like, "Whew, this is your yeah, you're doing a lot of shit." is is fascinating. Even though you can't kind of sit there going, "Ah, oh, tough podcast." It's like yeah, sitting yeah. by himself, yeah. kind of yeah, we're asking him questions, and you can tell he's just like done a eighty hour day. <laughs> there was one episode we did and i won't name the brewery um partly because i it slipped my mind it was the most editing i'd ever done on a podcast i think we had to cut out the entirety of the final beer of the night oh um, yes uh, yeah 
because he yeah. was the only we only had yeah. one guest on, and it got to a point where <laughs> when I listened back to it, um, we were I won't, all really, I won't really name names brewer. either, but from memory, that was a, a New Zealand brewer who might have started earlier in the night, yeah. yes, because yeah. of New Zealand yeah. time than the rest of us, yeah. Um, my, I, th- I think my favourite one that I've been on was when we had Sarah Nevada on because I had this moment on the day where I, not in my wildest dreams would I ever have thought that I was going to be talking to the brewers of one of my favourite breweries of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's if you go back and listen to it, I sound super nervous. <laughs> like I sound like I'm like a 16-year-old kid <laughs> in a schoolroom <laughs> doing an oral presentation. It's Quite disturb, disturbing the thing. <laughs> you turned into Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you were in the Beatles? That was awesome. <laughs> and and that, I mean, that day was, that, that was one of the, at, at the time, that was one of the biggest ones we'd, if not the biggest one brewery we'd done. It was, mm. Um, mm. yeah, it was quite amazing to, uh, was it? I think it was a Saturday afternoon. It, it was. Into... It was. It was a miserable, rainy Melbourne yeah. Saturday afternoon in the depths of lockdown two or whatever, whatever the big one was in two thousand and twenty. And a bit like you, I had that sort of you know very much a fanboy. Some of the first events I'd ever done with beer at all were Sierra Nevada beers at the Bowls Club. So you know, just a really long term emotional attachment. And again, it was a bit like you were saying earlier on about, you know, you don't know what the guests are going to be like. Mm. And I think there was every reason to presume that this will just be some sort of, you know, corporate blokes who come in and shill a bit and then tell us it's, you know, time for them to go and spend time with their family in California. Uh, But it was the opposite. It sort of went for, you know, I think we had something like 12 or 14 different beers in the pack, but we're only going to talk about three. But they just stayed on and on and on you know they stayed they stayed on for four or five hours through mm. to something like midnight yeah, american um, time um, at the end of this episode we've got a few of the, the the regulars at all um that sort of gave us some of their memories that we recorded and and a couple of those memories are the day of sarah nevada and I, th- I think it was the first time we'd actually split an online meet the brewer into two separate episodes because we just couldn't if we had done it as one episode, it was going to be like the longest podcast in the history of podcasts. It was just well, Damo and I have have a bit of a track record on that. I've got to say, but I reckon we I reckon we had enough recording time for a third episode. But then when we actually mm. listened to it, it was like no one needs to listen to this. And you know, there's still a bit of that. Some of their best conversations, I think, are after the microphone goes off on the uh, Meet the Brewers nights, and people go, "Why don't you record that?" And it's going because you do get a few gems. But you also get a lot of people having a conversation at, you know, midnight after they've been having a few beers from four o'clock in the afternoon and, and no one needs to hear that. Yeah. It's amazing that we can talk to each other. It's not the technology that talking, Damo. To... <laughs> that, and, and that's how it worked for me. <laughs> and Damo, that's happened on the podcast, so we don't need <laughs> more of it. Sorry, Sorry. Uh, David. David, do you have a favourite Meet the Brewer? Do you have the one that sort of sticks in your head that you go, "That was just amazing"? Uh, some of those international ones are fun, and you know, obviously, it's you know when you meet just brewers that you had no real idea about. And White Bay recently, I guess I just mentioned them before, but mm. was like that for me. I had and Slow Lane, just a brewery yeah. that I now have a 
connection with that I'd never had before and that I'll always look out for their beers because of that. But also then Damo sort of mentioned uh, Bonehead as being one of those ones, I think, early on. Um, mm. But even their most recent visit, you know, where all of, again, we're in lockdown 98 or whatever it is in Melbourne, and they all got dressed up for the night. They brought their whole team on, so there yeah, was 10 was or great. 12 of them. That was really good. Yeah, and you can just see that, A, they were having fun, but B, it was sort of important for them as well, and this was an excuse to sort of connect, and I guess they've been on the show three or four times now. So when we get those sort of guests who return mm. and who get it, and, you know, who've got their stories ready to go. And you can almost sort of hear them sort of go, and like, you know, bonehead to be an example. You know, when can we come on again? You know, we've, we've, we've got all these, we've got some new stories we want to tell. Um, so, yeah, for me, you know, absolutely some of them. And, you know, always hearing about, you know, the the cool room, you know, what's the craziest thing you've heard in a cool room story? Getting to reference Warren Wu and a shark, which is one of my favourite <laughs> things to do on a weekly story. basis. And, <laughs> You know, the, the one when I when I retire and have time to sort of write the coffee table book, it will be about all of those weird and wonderful stories. Some of them really boring, <laughs> um, hmm. some of them really interesting, and some of them just like when we had the shoots from America on, it was like, you know, the ones where they had people trapped under their machinery and just sort of felt like that was a story that he should share with the world rather than going... This is an appalling story of worker <laughs> abuse. Um, you know, I don't know whether we're supposed to laugh or yeah. <laughs> so. So some of those, the, the kinds of answers you get to that sometimes um, have been have just been hilarious. Uh, where do, where do we go to from here, guys? I mean, we've hit the hundred mark. Well, hang on, you haven't said what your favourite episode is. Yeah, before we you know, don't think mm. you're getting off, you know, that lightly. Oh, well, my favourite episode is 100% uh, the Sarah Nevada episode. If we're not talking about a virtual meet the Pruer, I think my favourite episode's when, David, you and I sat down with the guys from the Plough Hotel. Yeah. For some reason, it just, it's going back over the episodes, it's stuck in my head because um, it was a really interesting chat and it was at that time when uh, they were putting food bundles together for the nurses at the Western Hospital at the beginning of COVID and... I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if they're still doing it or not, but it was quite, it, it was on point for that particular yeah, that particular time. And yeah, they, they're sort of the two episodes that stick in my brain more than that. But there's there's also been just so many, like you, you said, David, where afterwards you're sitting down having a chat when we've got uh the guys from Weinstefan on and after we stop the record he opens his phone and takes us on a virtual tour of the brewery oh, yeah. Yeah. type mm. thing and stuff that you would never actually you know if it wasn't for the fact that we were in a lockdown and we were doing these things via zoom we would never have had those type of breweries in the call room and we would never have had the opportunity to actually talk to these people the way the way we have uh throughout 2020 and and now 2021 so uh, you know, and the the record was will stand with these podcasts. They'll they'll stay up for at least as one long more as podcasts exist, or in, until David gets sick of it and decides to delete them. Stop paying the, the subscription. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I think Damo. I listened to a bit of our, the very first pilot episode back today, where we're sitting down at the back of the pub, 
and you know, just having a general yarn about things, but you were sort of saying, oh, I wonder if it'll turn into one of those podcasts where you end up recording a bit of history that you didn't really imagine you were going to. Uh, and in one sense, we absolutely have without sort of being, you know, again, too over the top and wanky about it. But, you know, it certainly wasn't the plan to shut the pub and, you know, do virtual meet the brewers on Zoom uh, when we were sitting down only three years ago. That's the bizarre. It's yeah. not that bloody long ago. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, I mean, you guys yourself have had your own interesting journey on top of all the interesting conversations and stuff that you've had. It, it's been fascinating to watch from the sidelines. Um, and I'm really upset that no one said pilot episode one, two, or three. With it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, guys. I thought we really that's hit quality, our That's quality podcasting. <laughs> in three, it's just, oh, no, no, it's all going to be natural and good now. <laughs> Why three pilot episodes? Well, I think as well, well, I think as well, we just we recorded a couple early on, but we were really conscious because some of the wrestling ones we used to do, you know, a wrestling review show of a of a wrestling show that had been three hours long, and our review would be three and a half, four hours long. (laughs) So we were really conscious of of being having little short, sharp episodes, which it's got to say has gone out the window the longer the show has gone on. I, I try to edit down the virtual meet the brewers to under an hour and a half because when I got on my podcast journey of listening pod, to podcasts, if the the episode was over 90 minutes, I just refused to listen to it. It was like, no, nah, that's too long for a podcast episode. I'm not, not having that. Oh, at I all. think you're right. I think that's <laughs> a pretty, my one's 45 minutes. I'd that's like, why Warren I, ends up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, that, and that's okay. Like, yeah. and I barely listen to ours because it's just a little bit too long. <laughs> like, I'll listen to a bit and then just go, ah, oh, no, fuck, I couldn't be bothered. And the good bit is for this reason, because Warren always does sort of the second stint of questions. He doesn't but, realize that he's just permanently cut out because he doesn't <laughs> long enough to get to the bit that he wants to be doing the interview. What? You only did two beers. What happened? Yeah. I mean, hold on. <laughs> what, what most of the listeners probably don't realize is that after we finish these Zoom records, I actually go back and pretty much listen to the entire episode as I'm editing it because I'm so pedantic and such, try to be such a perfectionist on it. I'll actually sit down and just cut, cut, cut and cut out air and cut out silence pieces and stuff to, to, to streamline it as much as possible. Um, and, you know, I think that our production values have sort of stepped up over the last few months. The more we do these Zoom episodes and, and these Zoom chats, the, the more we sort of refine it and the more we, we bring in. Um, I was actually saying to, to the guys demo the other day that, um, I'd been listening to a bunch of different podcasts that I wouldn't normally listen to to compare that production value. Uh, we actually sit pretty high up on the scale of some oh, of the stuff that I listen to. Isn't it? If you put just the slightest amount of effort into your editing and production, yeah. you're already in the top 10% of podcasts that exist yep. on earth. It's unbelievable how lazy people are and people who are really successful. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, um, there's, I'm a basketball fan. Not mentioning any names. Yep. Without mentioning or, names, but there's or Bill definitely Simmons. Like, there's yeah. definitely people out there where you just go, "Oh, guys, you could do so much better." Yeah, like Spotify paid a billion dollars for Bill Simmons. It's like, yeah. it's like yeah. you paid a billion dollars for this. What? Yes, the guy mumbling into his. <laughs> yeah, home, they could you know, pay us a billion dollars. Yeah, that's a will mumble. <laughs> 
Oh man, good times. Mm. Um, I th- I feel like we're probably getting to the the wrap up time of this hundredth episode. Um, before we do, David, wh- where are we headed, mate? I mean, no one really knows who steers this ship, and it's become a bit of a a running gag in the cool room on a Thursday night. Yeah. What's next for us, David? It's it like I said off air, so no one heard the joke. So this is really <laughs> this is like Inception. Um, it, it's like no one's taken the wheel, no one's at the helm. We're just floating in the Pacific until we run into the giant plastic island, which is in the middle. <laughs> you've you've been working on your analogies on this. For so long, Warren. I've yeah, got a whiteboard ship. It's it's because uh, and uh, like when at uni we've got a giant scab hunt and we stole the the wheel for the Pollywood side. So every time I think of a ship, a giant sailing vessel, I think of the Pollywood side just floating out somewhere with no steering wheel, and that's what I feel is us. I'm that's genuinely just summer. waiting for a SWAT or team me. to kick that's Warren's what... door in. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. We've got a we've got a Pollywood sign. The Pollywood sign. Do you still have it? And this is classic call room, yeah, because I asked David that question and Warren chimed in, just proving the fact that no one's really steering this ship. <laughs> That's it, exactly. This, this ship is just... I also have... You know, Warren, you've I stole got that, the wheel at the beginning. It's become sentient. It's its own thing. You, you've you got guys, that image in your mind. You guys mind. are just batteries for it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an image of the National Trust Building with all these people in cardigans, then going over and opening up the back room, which is full of assault life rifles and batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that and loading themselves into one of those big, you know, SWAT team bears, what do they call them, and driving around to Warren's house to retrieve the wheel of the Hollywood side. Um, um, I don't look, I, I don't know where we're going, Trevor. So I would have been wrong if I had predicted where we'd been going, you know, at every 10 episode point along the way so far. But um, I will take the opportunity before we before we wrap up to you know obviously thank all of you guys um, talk there you know and we sort of touched on it there but we don't talk about it much just how much time and effort goes into editing the episodes uh, it's you know again one of those sort of duck like things that you know it feels like it's a bit of a, a bit of fun and shambles on top but there's a lot of effort that goes in behind the scenes to to make things sound as good as they do. And to get things as organised as they are, and for people just to turn up every week, you know, you know, I, I can't remember a time when you know we basically couldn't get all of us together on a weekly basis. So you know, everyone else gets a holiday or time off for good behaviour. We haven't done that, so that's that's awesome. So and that includes you, Damo, because you know we absolutely wouldn't have, you know, I think a big bit of what made people happy to be on the show early was the professionalism of. You know, the equipment and the editing and the fact that we did have a question sheet and all that kind of thing was important. Uh, and, you know, a huge thanks, obviously, to the to the guests that we've had on. Many of them are incredibly generous with their time and the logistics of getting beer to us in time for us to get it out. And, um, well, pretty obvious, but a huge thanks to the audience, to all of those people who, you know, not only, you know, buy beers that they like, but often buy beers that they're you know, they're not 100% sure about or, you know, that aren't their favourite styles just because that helps keep things ticking over. And um, we wouldn't be able to do it without all of those people who do those kind of things. 
you know, it's not so much that the podcast costs money to host, but, you know, we've got to have a bloody liquor license for this to happen and that costs money. And we've got to, you know, do all sorts of other bits and pieces just to, to get the doors open on the virtual pub every week. So it's, it's enormous. And, you know, aside from anything else, just so many friendships, people we would never have met before from all sorts of places, uh, which is one of the best bits for me. It's, it's great fun. I think it might have been when we had the guys from Forward Hops on from Perth the other night, and they sort of joined us from Perth. But by then, we already had people in Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, New Zealand, you know, all on and having a beer together in the room at the same time. Um, that was that was a pretty magic little moment. Yeah, uh, well, well said, David. Um, yeah, it's uh, well, a hundred episodes, guys. So. Uh, I guess we now see if we can get to 200 episodes. Um, sure. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe we should. Maybe we should see if we can get to an episode where we get to record it in person. Yes, I think that'll that'll be momentum and uh, momentous enough. Yeah, that'll work. I'll do. Um, let's kick this baby home david is there anything you want to add at the end of this episode to let people know where to find us and uh how to buy more beer from us well i think you know again jump on our socials uh cool room podcast at you know on facebook and instagram you'll be peppered with messages from me about things like free cheese sunday and many other <laughs> exciting events beside that uh particularly if you're listening and you haven't got your uh Travis, you crack me up sometimes. There's, particularly if you haven't got your trivia quiz team sorted out, now's the time to get that happening. That is one of those ones that takes a little bit of organisation and so forth to get ready for. So please make sure you do that. And um, make sure you follow Damien and all of his uh, podcasts, Agents of Narrative and WrestleWolf, and he's going to tell us where you can find those. Uh, yeah, best place is uh, either at captivate.com uh for both of those or spotify spot you know all the it's available for streaming download on every platform you can imagine so whatever you've got type in agents of narrative or wrestle wolf and it'll come up you can hear damien talk about why he's disappointed in everyone who's not cm punk (laughs) (laughs) Um, on that note uh i think we We'll wrap up this hundred. Thank you for coming back, Damo. It's no, awesome thank to you see so you. Thanks for having me, guys. It's it's been awesome. It's been fantastic. Um, Warren, uh, you'll remain. <laughs> not, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. <laughs> um, we've uh, post post hundred. We've got uh, a couple of good episodes that will appear after this one. So keep your eyes mm. peeled for for those ones and uh yeah we got uh westside Owlworks on thursday night whatever date that is i don't know the 30th of whatever yeah, i've lost all track yeah i couldn't even tell you what day it was yesterday it was, apart from the grand final um <laughs> apart from the day that your team wins the grand final yeah. after 57 years yeah. i thought that one might have stuck a little bit it was it was saturday mate yeah <laughs> <laughs> um all right guys Oh, it's been an awesome chat. Um, I think the reminiscing part of this has been quite cool and I think it'll yeah. end up being a really good episode. So thanks for joining us, guys. Cheers. Thank Bye. you. Thanks.
What's been your favorite cool room moment over the last hundred episodes? Well, I discovered the cool room accidentally in lockdown and I still think there's plenty of good memories like the Smackdown with the Rival podcast, the Vine Stefan episode, just too many to mention, but I still think my favourite is probably my first cool room where we spent five hours online one Saturday afternoon talking with Sierra Nevada and what I thought was going to be maybe an hour or two of beer tasting turned into five hours of just amazing stories with some, you know, absolute legends of the craft beer industry. And it's still one of my favourite memories of lockdown and I tell people about it all the time. I can't pick a favourite moment. It's, it's been the beers, the people, the stories. In fact, one year ago to this week, it was debating killing Heidi hanging from Shepparton uh, it was talking about pirate radio ships off the coast of New Zealand. It's been a little bit of everything. And, of course, the namesake. It's the stories of the cool room that I can never quite recall that are more some kind of random folklore now than anything else. It's actually multiple moments and it's discovering breweries that I probably wouldn't have come across otherwise um, that have become favourites. So... Watts River, um, Golden Hills, um, which I have uh, managed to visit, uh, White Bay just recently. Um, these, these ones that they don't sort of come across my radar online or in local stockists um, and are absolute crackers. So yeah, a big, big thanks to the cool room for um, opening our eyes and, and letting us discover um, people who are really passionate about their brews. Definitely talking to Sierra Nevada, wherever it was last year, um, getting to meet like legendary brewers is pretty special, but uh, the point at which the, the old school guys from Sierra Nevada told me that they uh, were looking at my homebrew setup and reminded them of their early days, that was, that was pretty sweet. That was pretty special to me. So um, yeah, getting to meet old school brewers and having that connection is pretty amazing. Oh, probably... Um Adroit theory, uh, waking up a bloke in, well, the US at 5.30 in the morning to talk about a 15% Imperial Stout and, you know, the rest of the other beers. And, you know, he was happy to actually crack that beer and talk not only about the beer, but everything else that goes with their beers. That's just commitment to the cause and just, like, they're already amazing beers, but it just added that little extra bit of thing that makes and you know you never get that experience anywhere else like that was just really really cool hard to top that uh it'd definitely have to be when uh, matthias from wine stefana uh jumped back in after a brief break and uh and joined joined back in well after dark uh from the brewery itself and took us for a bit of an impromptu tour 